Hi doctor, are you currently seeing patients with shoulder pain? What about frozen shoulder? What if I could teach you a neurological treatment system in which you could literally take a person from frozen, frozen shoulder to a full range of motion in two visits? And this system is so powerful that we guarantee results in two visits or we don't accept the patient for care. Hi, I'm Dr. Andy Barlow. I'm a board certified chiropractic neurologist. I also carry a fellowship in functional neurology and every Wednesday night at 5 p.m. I'm giving a one hour seminar free of charge. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help your community. I'm here to help our profession go to the next level. I personally look forward to seeing you every Wednesday night. I want to, I want to completely change your life and change your community's life. And I can help you do that because I've helped hundreds if not thousands of doctors from Europe to Canada, all the way to New Zealand with these types of health issues, okay? So I look forward to seeing you Wednesday night at 5 p.m. Central on the webinar. Have a great day. I look forward to seeing you on, on the internet. Probably have an old school website, just like this old school Voltron from the 80s. Here's the thing, video websites are dominating the entire internet right now. But only 3% of people have video websites. What is a video website? When there's continual movement. The beautiful thing about continual movement is that when you have movement, it keeps the buyer wanting to stay on the website. Here's the beautiful thing. If you look here at Dr. Mo's website, he is dominating, dominating, dominating. His website's everywhere. Not only that, but He's omnipresent. It's about time to get you out of the static world websites where they don't move, doesn't do anything for you, but come into the video websites where we dominate Google and get you omnipresent. It's time to step in the future of marketing. Make sure you click on the button in the bottom for a consultation and we'll get back with you. Hello everyone, my name is Mark Anthony with Edge on Regenerative Medicine Show, the place where we bring the best of the best doctors in their niches and where they live to, uh, to focusing on helping you where you're at in life. As you know, we focus on not only bringing you the best of the best doctors, but we're focused on finding where the root of the problem is and not just throwing a Band-Aid on it. So what I need everyone in internet world to do right now, I need you to share. Why? Because sharing is caring. And remember everybody here on Edge and Regenerative Medicine Show, one video can change one person's life. So make sure that you guys share it because if you're not in pain or you know somebody, just having a video like this could change someone's life. So this is really important, everyone. So here's a great thing. We have a special guest today, Dr. Kenneth Charlin, MD. I'm excited. Why? Because I love neurologists. He is a board-certified neurologist. He is a number one bestseller with a fantastic book that I have right here, which is called The Healthy Brain Toolbox. Love it. And also, which is becoming my personal favorite right now, uh, Nourishment, The Brain Tune-Up for Food Guide. I love this. Guys, this is an unbelievable book. And I'm not just saying that. I can, my wife and I cannot stop reading it. He is also a functional oh, a medicine practitioner. He is a speaker, author. If I were to keep going to talk about his accolades, we would not have time. So with that being said, today we're gonna to be talking on a title called Nourishment, 
the Brain Tune-Up Food Guide. Thank you so much, doctor, for being here. Oh, thank you, Mark Anthony. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to share the message with your audience. Hey, can I just tell you something? Because what you speak is the absolute truth that one video, one podcast, you know, one blog can sometimes be the thing that changes people's lives. And actually, for me, it was a podcast several years ago. Uh, in the midst of a lot of darkness and disillusionment with where conventional neurology was going uh, and experiencing some personal transformations in my own life. I happened to be listening to a favorite podcast show at that time. It was the Ben Greenfield podcast. And uh, Ben was interviewing Dr. David Perlmutter, who's a remarkable neurologist, still doing some great work, certainly blazing the path for those of us who are neurologists. And, but I had never heard of Dr. Perlmutter at that point in time. And he was on the circuit promoting his book called Grain Brain. And wow. it, for me, I just things suddenly came together. It was, you know, it's like the gates of heaven kind of thing with the, the angels and the trumpets and the big aha moment and the light bulb goes on or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But literally I turned to my wife and he was talking about the Institute for Functional Medicine and I had never heard of that. And I looked it up and I said, this is the answer. This is the direction I have to go. You know, this is what I've been looking for. I know I've been sort of doing this for some time now, but I didn't know it was called functional medicine. I just knew that it had something to do with food and movement and stress and sleep and understanding cell biology and your mitochondria and your immune system and your hormones and how that all goes together. That's re really where we're going to get to the root causes of why people get sick and truly, truly help them get better. Would you say this is what basically spawns you into uh doing what you do now, majorly? Well, it was the pivotal moment, right? I had, basically, I'd, I'm kind of a geek when it comes to stuff, you know? Uh, so I'd gotten into triathlons and, uh, you know, even went as far as to complete a few Ironman triathlons. Oh, wow. But, uh, you know, it's, do something like that. It's not just a matter of, okay, i got to block out this amount of time every day to train. I really wanted to understand the train. I wanted to understand, you know, what I was doing. What's the science behind being an efficient cyclist? What's the science behind the nutrition? What's the science behind actually understanding stress when it comes to training because training can be a positive stress and lead to more resilience or training can be a negative stress and really break you down and lead to overtraining. So I was studying all of these things and, you know, I was improving my performance as a human engine. And yet I was going to the clinic every day, practicing the best medicine that I knew, prescribing the best drugs, sending people to surgeons who say to cut is to cure, right? But what I was actually seeing is that my patients in the long run were really just getting sicker and that the drugs were treating symptoms but not addressing the root causes of the problem. And I got to a place where I actually considered quitting medicine altogether. Wow. I was so unhappy. And I didn't know that there was another way that it could be done. And so I thank people like Dr. Perlmutter for having shown me that this is possible. Now, Dr. Perlmutter isn't practicing neurology anymore. He's leading the path by writing books and speaking and doing his own type, you know, podcast show and all that stuff. But what I'm doing now is I can see patients in the clinic 
and help them in exactly the same way. With my own approach that I've developed, thanks to people like him, thanks to people like Dr. Dale Bredesen, Dr. Terry Walls, and others, we can take the best of all those pieces and really give people an experience in the doctor's office like they've never had before. Wow, that's, 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 wow, that's a lot. So would you say that well, let's take a step back. I'm looking at nourishment for the brain tune-up food guide. One thing I love about this, I want to kind of talk a little bit about this book. Oh, thank you. Is a few things that really stood out to me is I, I see a lot of books that are out there, and I feel like there's sometimes people just put a book to put a book out. Mm-hmm. This is not the case. Um, I love this because the format is unbelievable. Um, you, 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 you basically help out with the – with the, uh, the nourishment of the brain for clarity and on things to eat that are healthy, that your body needs. And what I love about this is that you, you go into detail. Um, I'll give an example just to, to everybody out there, just because I think that it deserves that. Um, I love this. It says right here, um, um, right here, it talks about where does chronic disease come from? Inflammation, oxidative stress, eating out, in industrialized food, you know, why local is important, um, gut brain access, and a lot of and leaky gut benefits of ketosis. I mean, you go on and on, and you also give a really good uh, planning for breakfast, and um, you, you go through each day with the person. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that I love here, I know this is kind of off, but uh, I just, I, I love this book. My wife and I are just excited about it is that it, it goes into a thing called um, in, in the first forward about the leaky gut mm-hmm. syndrome. And a lot of people have leaky gut and they don't, people don't know it. And um, um, if we can talk a little bit about just your, your book on that, because yeah. about how important a brain tune-up is and why food is so heavily connected to that. Right, 100%. So it can begin with words like holistic. What, it, what does holistic really mean? I mean, of course, to a lot of folks, it means maybe natural. But it also means the whole body, how we are really one system. We are all connected. We can understand that when we remove the wolves from Yellowstone Park, it changes all of Yellowstone, right? This incredible gem in our country. So we reintroduce the wolves. It's really all about balance. It's all about seeing that each of the parts are parts, but they depend upon each other and that somehow the parts are beyond, you know, the the whole is beyond the sum of of its parts, right? So we do talk about food as medicine and food affects every system in the body. So food isn't just that thing that fills your belly. Food isn't just calories. You know, food is what our parents would, you know, and our grandparents would say, you are what you eat, right? If you don't get the nourishment, you can't rebuild and strengthen your body and of course your brain. So that's really, you know, nourishment is about that connection between food and the brain. And it is very popular to talk about leaky gut. I think it's a great subject for folks to really uh, ponder a little bit because I actually think of it as a little little different than uh, most people do. Right, a lot of we're we're still in the mode of make a diagnosis. So, do I have leaky gut? Do I not have leaky gut? And I'm asked in my office, "Hey, do you test for leaky gut?" And well, you know, the big secret is 
actually don't test for leaky gut very often because I want folks to understand, first of all, what is, what is leaky gut? What does it mean? And why would we not test for it if it's that important? Well, first of all, the idea is that your intestine is basically a semi-permeable tube, right? You put food down there, goes from your from your mouth, down your, down your esophagus, eventually into your stomach. Stomach is stomach acid, digestive enzymes. It's going to make its way into the small intestine and eventually work its way out the other end. Right. But in that journey of that food, it's being broken down. Some of it is being absorbed as nutrients, right? Carbohydrates, fats, proteins, micronutrients like vitamins, minerals, what we call phytonutrients, a class of thousands of compounds that come from plants that help strengthen the immune system, fight cancer, right? fight inflammation. That's why plant food is such important medicine. So the gut always has to be permeable to some degree all the time because we have to absorb the food that we eat. Okay. Well, the other piece of the puzzle then is inflammation. And inflammation is really, again, a normal process. We, we talk about it in very negative ways, but inflammation is normal and it's needed because it's what protects ourselves from the world around us, right? If you cut yourself, you don't want to get a systemic infection from a tiny little cut because you have an immune system that comes into that area where you cut yourself within a day or two, it's maybe a little raised and red around the edges. And you go, well, that doesn't look too bad. That's normal. I just cut myself. Now, of course, that redness in that raised area grows and grows and grows. Then there is an imbalance going on where what's causing the inflammation is starting to overwhelm the situation. Then you know you need to go get that treated. But in most cases, that inflammation is protective. It's the first way wave of healing, and then anti-inflammation sets in, and that's where things like stem cells come into play and help actually heal that tissue. Well, imagine your gut is exactly the same way. You're introducing something foreign, that is food. Your body has, your gut has an immune system. It needs to look at that food and say, okay, that's good. That's not so good. Let's let that pass through. Let's let that in like a sentinel at the gate of a castle right? So it's always permeable, but we live in an inflammatory environment. We have always, even our hunter-gatherer ancestors lived in an inflammatory environment. It's just that they weren't around maybe industrial chemicals or, you know, glyphosate and mercury and, you know, and so on, you know, right? Uh, but they had other things certainly uh, that threatened their existence, you know. Maybe they walked on bare feet and, you know, cut their feet often and then stepped in animal feces because that's, you know, the way they lived. Um, so they always had some degree of inflammation that they had to deal with as well. So what we want to really view leaky gut as is an imbalance where inflammation exceeds the ability of our, our immune system to really manage and balance that. And as inflammation is kind of, you know, builds and builds and builds, that gut permeability starts to break down. We then do have uh, leakage of material into the bloodstream that can include uh, parts of the E. coli bacteria that live in the, in the uh, intestinal tract that are normally there to help us, but then introduced into the wrong environment, i.e. our bloodstream. It can further trigger inflammation that can affect the brain. You could have leakage of food particles that normally don't enter into the bloodstream, create an immune response that leads to autoimmunity. So we, what we have to say to ourselves is, 
I recognize, it's almost like a mantra or self-talk, right? I recognize that the world around me is an inflammatory environment. I recognize that I have to be aware of what I eat. I have to be aware of moving my body. I have to be aware of how I sleep because all of these things play a role in that balance between inflammation and anti-inflammation. And so what we want is a mindset about leaky gut. We want to start out, and this is what nourishment is about, with, okay, I'm going to get a hold. I'm going to grab the reins. I'm going to get a hold of this situation. I'm going to start myself down a path of a diet, of an approach to food that is anti-inflammatory that will address the possibility of leaky gut. But three months, six months, a year down the line, the world is not really all that much different. But we can change our approach to the world, right? So we say, okay, now that I'm on this new trajectory, I kind of have to periodically check in with myself. It does ideally become a second nature approach, right? Because we don't want to live in this sort of, oh, I'm so obsessed about everything I eat. I'm so worried because that creates a whole other level of stress and dysfunction. But it reminds us more as a symbol, more as a metaphor that the gut is so important to our health that leaky gut is a very real phenomenon. It's called increased gut permeability and more medicalized language, but it's leaky gut. But we're never going to be without the possibility at some time in the future of leaky gut. It's just that when we change our habits, when we have an awareness of the things that we can control, then we have the greatest possibility of minimizing that leaky gut moving forward in time and maximizing our brain health. You know, I love what you just said about maximizing. Now, what would you say about maximizing your brain health? What, is, what, what are some of the biggest things that you've studied to maximize the brain health? Because as you and I know, a lot of people get this fog or they'll forget. And they're too young. They shouldn't be forgetting. Even young kids are forgetting these days. Yeah. Absolutely. And a lot of folks say, hey, if I just take this supplement, is that going to help? What supplements should I take? (laughs) Well, and supplements, you know, they are important. They are just that though. They're supplements. They augment. They are, they the word means sort of in addition to supplemental, right? So if we're taking more of a self-directed approach, you know, I'm not going to be able to draw your blood over a Zoom interview, right? So I, there are things that we can do. That's the brain tune-up program that I developed where it can kind of pop the hood of the car, look, you know, at what's underneath, really get into things at a very granular level, at the cellular level, at the, you know, at the molecular level, at the genetic level. And there's a place for that. But we can begin with truly the foundation. That foundation is lifestyle. That Mm -hmm. foundation is an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. And so you know, early on when I started to learn the language of functional medicine, and believe me, you know, communication is a two-way street. So, you know, if I say, hey, Mark Anthony, I want to uh, talk with you. Um, You know, I'm a doctor and I see you're dealing, I'm making this up, by the way, for your listeners. I I see you're dealing with some health issues. I'd like to talk to you about eating a little healthier, right? Sounds perfectly like, okay, all right, you know, but in fact, what I found was that sort of language, that way of communicating was very ineffective because in our minds, really most of, now some of us are like, Hey, I got to admit, I, you know, I eat at the big arches several times a week, but most people know that that's probably not the best, you know, best dietary approach. However, 
in our minds, we all eat healthy, right? So healthy becomes kind of a kind of an empty term. But what if I said, I know that you're very focused on your health and your mm. food, and it would appear in general that you're making some excellent food choices. But do I have some? Uh, do I have your permission to share with you some ideas about how we can reduce inflammation? through food, because I really think that inflammation is playing a major role in why you're sick and that there can actually be a personalized and precise anti-inflammatory diet that is for you. And they're like, like, wow, inflammation. I'm not really, you know, that's, that's different because I really, you know, I do eat broccoli every day or whatever, you know, um, I'm not going to make the George Bush mistake. Right. Um, but, uh, but in fact, you know, there is a lot more to it. And so when, when we engage our folks in this curiosity, when we kind of meet them where they are and we know what they're kind of thinking, what they're interested in and find sort of their own words to speak back you know, to them, um, then we can begin to engage in a discussion about food and inflammation and an anti-inflammatory diet and getting the gut really straightened out in the long run so that you're checking that important box when it comes to longevity. And really, longevity doesn't just, of course, mean living longer, but it, li it means living longer and living well, right? It means leaving that, that functional life. So, you know, someone said the other day to me that they're, I always ask about their parents and, you know, how did they pass away? And they said, well, right. honestly, um, I got a call from my brother when my mother died, he went over to her house. Um, she was like, let's just say 87 years old. She was, you know, up to that point, very functional, independent. And uh, we found her in her comfy chair in front of the TV, um, you know, and the, the uh, television controller was on the ground and she had clearly, you know, kind of died in her sleep. And he said, you know, that's, that was not bad, really. I, was, I wasn't, you know, of course, I don't like losing my mother, but, you know, my mother lived to a healthy age and she was very independent and she did what made her happy and passionate, you know, what she was passionate about. Um, and she wasn't limited by her health or her illness. So, you know, we love regenerative medicine. We love functional medicine. But I think, you know, it's important to define exactly what that is. And to me, it's about, especially, you know, at any age, of course, because we do see a lot of young people who are very, very sick. As a neurologist, I, my, my practice tends to be shifted a little more toward, you know, the 55, 60 and upwards, as I see a lot of Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. And, you know, I tell folks, look, this is the time in your life you have worked all these years, right, for you've saved and, you know, right side and you had plans with you we're going to travel the world we're going to get that rv and we're going to go to yellowstone park whatever it is yeah. right whatever you're going to join that rock and roll band once and for all right because now it's okay to be 75 years old and and tearing it up on the stage yeah. right so but then you know suddenly at age 62 you're struggling with your memory you know how's how's that working for you right so it's not so good and so what we want to do is be able to help people restore that health so that they can live a fulfilled purpose-driven life for as many years as, as sort of God allows them to be on this earth, right? I, I love what you said. You, you, you asked the people, you know, do I have your permission? Mm -hmm. it's, it's beautiful because you're asking for permission in a way when they say, yes, they do, they're telling themselves and their, their computer right here that they're willing to listen.
and willing to change because when they say it and they speak it out because there's power mm-hmm. in our words, mm-hmm. you know, uh, life, you know, we, we have, we have, uh, this tongue to give life and then to give death to a person. And it's so interesting how we can speak it. But when we speak and said, yes, I need help. Or they use that words. Yes. I give you permission to, to, uh, you know, help me with whatever it say it's eating better. Um, there's a change, uh, also in the cellular, which people don't talk about, mm-hmm. it starts to change up here. Then all of a sudden, even by them listening to you, it's almost like a computer. Now they told their computer, I want to listen. I want to change without really saying it. So I love how you, how you did that because there's so much power in our words. You know, um, I know that if I came to you saying I had a, 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 a problem or an ailment and I had stinking thinking, you would come at me in a different way. Because if I just am going to be continually negative, how can you help me? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, I know that you would probably come at that in another way. So what I and again, I just wanted to just give you props on that because I love how you, how you did that. I can tell you, you know, you're not a number one, uh, number one bestselling author for nothing, helping people out feeling comfortable. I love that because a lot of doctors and I'm not picking on anybody or saying any names, but don't make you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And we live in a, in, in, a, in a time of age where. Um, there needs to be more light shown out there um, than, than there is as in darkness. And what I wanted to ask you, um, how do you know if you're having gut problems? What are some of the main symptoms that you're seeing out there? Right. Well, it might start with the common things. Do you, you know, are you having normal bowel movements? How does food feel when it kind of enters your body? You know, some people eat and they immediately feel bloated. Um, they have discomfort or maybe they're on antacid drugs, the uh, purple pills or the acid blockers that you can get over the counter and say, now wait a minute here. You know, if you can't eat food without suppressing a normal function of your stomach, which is the production of acid, then we do have a problem going on here because, you know, acid is there to serve several functions. It is part of the digestive process. It helps break proteins down into peptides, into, you know, amino acids. And there are several amino acids your body cannot produce on its own. And you need these amino acids, not just for structure, but to, you know, in my world to make those chemicals in the brain called neurotransmitters that allow nerve cells to communicate with one another. Uh, Stomach acidity is required for the absorption of vitamin B12. Stomach acidity is needed to give some degree of control over the environment of the gut that includes trillions of you know, bacteria that live primarily in the lower digestive tract and serve an incredibly important function uh, to make us who we are. But if we alter, you know, it's like, you know, I don't want to get into arguments about global warming, but we do know, if, you know, the average temperature of the earth is raised even just two degrees, it just dramatically changes the ecosystem of the earth. And that's what we're really talking about. And now that we recognize that so many of these diseases that affect the brain, such as Parkinson's disease, 
Alzheimer's disease, multiple sclerosis, have these incredible direct ties to the health of, and balance of the digestive tract. We know that if you're coming to me with one of those problems, you almost always have issues with the gut, whether you know it or don't. Interesting. And I, it's inter- I was reading your book, and I keep going back to your book because I love it. Um, you, you talk a lot about the food that we eat, that it's uh, not trying to put in your own words, but it's, we're, we're hurting ourselves with a lot of the food that we eat. I, I know that for myself, I'm allergic to MSG. Mm. I mean, who isn't? Um, and I notice that when I eat MSG, I start to get like a little poke, like, a, like I'm about to get a headache. So yeah. I'm having to always be very careful with what I eat, and which is a good thing because my wife's a health nest. She, she keeps me, she keeps me, <laughs> I call it in the box. Right. So I don't have a headache. But um, I know that you were talking a lot about shopping local why would why would the importance of shopping local versus just getting it here at the at the grocery store you know if it's possible certainly we're we're doing a lot of things by shopping local and now granted i live in a somewhat of a rural community we're still at the city of 200,000 people but you know, I can go one mile outside the edge of our city and be, you know, deep in farmland. And we have lots of farmers who are herding cattle uh, on, you know, that are fed just on the pasture, on the grass. Uh, We have many uh, good farmers markets in the area where folks are growing organically. And some of that local idea is about supporting, you know, local businesses, your local farmers, supporting their efforts to bring the cleanest possible food to your plate, uh, not having to transport food halfway across the country or halfway across the world, which, you know, has an enormous price tag that comes with it in terms of, you know, the use of uh, uh, chem, you know, petrochemicals and, and so forth, or picking uh, fruits and vegetables before they're even ripe because, you know, we have to transport them so far, uh, right. bring them to your table. Um, it's about knowing your farmer. If you know the person, you know, who do we, I mean, I don't know about you, but what I love to do business with the people I know the best, like, you know, Hey, you know, you know, um, I'm, we're, we might build, my wife and I might build a house. We have this dream of a very special house and I'm having some work done on my office and my contractor is kind of an acquaintance. And, you know, I said, Hey, uh, and he's working on my office. And I said, you know, Hey Jerry, you know, um, can I ask you some questions about, you know, um, building a house, right? So I'm not going to necessarily just randomly pick a, a, a contractor. And, you know, when I go to the supermarket and, and I do shop at the supermarket stuff, you know, some, but, you know, I have no idea where this food actually came from, right? And we know that words like natural mean absolutely nothing when it's put on a label. Yeah. We know that even the word organic has a lot of uh, gray area yeah. around the edges, so to speak in terms of what's allowed and what's not allowed, you can still call it organic. So the more you know about your food, probably, you know, the better off you are in terms of being sure uh, about what you're actually feeding yourselves. And of course your children. You know, I agree with you hundred percent. It's, it's interesting for me. 
I was born in a um, kind of a migrant town years ago, years ago called Salinas, California. And they're, they're basically the salad capital to this mm. day, strawberries. And um, I, I noticed the major difference between organic and non-organic. And one of the biggest things that I've noticed, I'll give you an example, celery. When you see celery, we're talking pure green, dark, mm. the darkest green that you can see. <laughs> It was in good soil and most likely it's organic. And then when you notice, when I noticed between that to with what we have at the store, you can get for 99 cents. It's like barely green (laughs) and a lot of white in it. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. right. It's like our food's being rushed. It's quickly taken out and, you know, chilled into, chilled within uh, pesticides and stuff like that that's on it. And a lot of people don't realize that that over time can hurt your body. Right. And um, I, I wish more people would, would uh, look at that. And a lot of people's excuses, I can't afford it. But the funny thing is they can't right. because it's really not that much more expensive. When you start eating correctly and eating right, you're actually saving money. In so many ways by creating health for yourself. Sometimes it's being creative with the food, using the whole food, making soups, things like that, exactly. using the bones, yeah. you know, using the stalk of the of the broccoli to oh, yeah. maybe, you know, um, use it in other ways. So, you know, making sure to use the greens when you're using root vegetables, the greens mm-hmm. are very healthy. So there are many ways. And, you know, Sometimes you may hear about things like elimination diets, and Mm -hmm. certainly our nourishment diet has elements of the elimination diet in it. It is an elimination diet, but the word, I don't like the word elimination because it kind of means can't, I can't have, right? I can't have. You want to have. (laughs) Right, right. But I always say, no, 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 let's turn this around. I want you to think, I can have that. I I can have that, right? So you you know, food, I mean, let's, let's, let's get a, a, a little explicit here. Who here doesn't like sex, right? Like, whoa, wait, wait a minute, right? All right, so I want you to think that food is very sexy. I mean, and hey, I, love, I, like, great, I like that. Right? Food is fun. And, and there are those wonderful, you know, you know, um, I use the term kind of chick flicks, right? They're great mm-hmm. date movies, right? And they always right. involve food. And, and, and so look, look, let's not think of this as an elimination. Let's think of this as in this glorious experience. And what's more fun than going and go with your, the most important person in your life, your partner, your spouse, whomever that exactly. is, go check out the farmer's market, buy the food together, bring it home, yeah. cook it together, Right. And you might actually find that not only are you making yourself healthier at that cellular level in the, from the direct effect, but guess what? You start having that together experience with that person. It might even lead to other things that are also very pleasurable. So who knows? Have fun with it. You're, okay. With You're hitting on a lot of good stuff here. And what I love about this is that we got to go back to relationships relational relational people god created us that way he made sex awesome it's a beautiful thing but when you're doing this with your spouse your loved one it brings community Mm -hmm. it brings you closer together because you're telling your spouse i love you so much and vice versa that we need to eat better 
so that I can have a long life with you. I love this right here in your, in your book. It yeah. says, oops, this one, everyone, nourishment, the brain tune-up food guide. I love this. It says, it's got a picture here. People who love to eat are always the best people. Julia Child. I love that. And this other one I love right here. Nobody trusts the industrial food system to give them good food. And then it shows a, a you know, pot and pan, someone with some uh, seasonings making it themselves. When you cook your own food, you're putting, it's called, there's love in the meal. You know, yes. and, and, and it's, it's a beautiful thing when you can go shopping with your loved one and you're saying, I love you so much that I, one, want to spend time with you. One, it's bonding. And not only that, we're able to enjoy good food, make love, and uh, help other people because that's what we were put on this earth to do. And that's why I love this right. book because it's focusing on health. Yes. Remember this, people. If you have your health, you have your wealth. You don't want to be those types of people where they're hoarding, hoarding money, 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 money. And that's all they're thinking about. And the next, you know, when they're in their 50s and 60s, they got to put all that money into their health. Then they don't have their wealth. Yeah. And I'm seeing that a lot these days where it's like, let's go after that money, 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 money. And they're not even taking care of themselves. Like after we're done right now, I'm going to go, I used to be an ex-tennis pro. So I'm going to go and I got my tennis ball machine. I'm going to go, that's my workout, you know, to get my adrenaline going, you know. And a lot of people don't realize that when you're eating, eating good and then when you start working out, even if you're not, you're just doing a little, doing something, your life will start to change. You know, like I don't like to work out, you know, I'll be honest. But here's the thing. Pick something that you like. I love tennis. So guess what? That keeps my adrenaline and my, my feet moving. I can do that for hours. You know what I mean? Yes. And you just got to find something that you enjoy and do it very well. What would you say for your, for, with, with this book here, what would you say for this, for the, for this book would, are one of the biggest keys that sticks out of your mind right now that you'd like to give some, give to somebody and then, of course, so we can encourage them to, to grab this book online. <laughs> and, well, thank you. It's very kind of you. I, you know, I think I want to I borrow a little bit from my friend, Dr. Terry Walls, who reversed her multiple sclerosis and has transformed many, many people's lives. And Terry, you know, we all talk about giving up sugar, right? Give up sugar. But it's not just that we're giving up sugar. Then she follows it with the idea that over the course of the year, I want you to try 200 different foods, 200 completely unique different foods, right? Like, wow, you know, how, that's, a, that's a lot of variety. I mean, you know, when I go to the, the uh, farmer's market or the store, you know, and I shop for my vegetables, I usually, there are five or 10 things I always buy, you know, my peppers, my, my carrots, my radishes, you know, et cetera. You know, that's a far cry from 200 different foods. Well, it turns out that that also includes herbs and spices. That makes it a little easier. And whatever I think of some of the most glorious foods and food, let me back that up and say food aromas or food odors. I think about you know, going, maybe being in New York City or Chicago or, you know, somewhere where there's just these tremendously diverse ethnic populations and say, right. you know, walking past a restaurant where the aroma of the mixed herbs, like maybe it's a Greek or, you know, um, that, you know, that part of, the, or, or Indian or something like that part of the world. And I think, my gosh, that is the most glorious 
blend, I just want, you know, or even just, the, I love coffee. So, you know, yeah, I always want you. coffee to, to taste I know. the way a wonderful pot of coffee smells <laughs> when it's being <laughs> brewed. And so I would say, you know, if you're going to, it's not just giving up the sugar, which is a very inflammatory food. It's really about being so passionate about the food and the exploration mm, and the exactly. experience. And as you say, the connection. And of course, what I was talking about earlier was just an attention getter. But the point is that it's about how we connect with all of it and with the people that we love and then move into it with great passion and purpose. I love it. And I'm seeing that right now in our culture that it's getting to the point where our story about eating right is starting to affect the mainstream. I remember just, man, just three years ago, four years ago, I'd look in the organic section and it was like this. Now they're starting to give a huge section, which is yeah. great. Like I'm a chip person. That's my weakness, chips and fries. And um, it's funny, now I can go to the chip section and they've given an entire organic section, like an entire row. And, you know, I'm just like, yeah. hallelujah. Now I can get Doritos that are actually really organic, not just organic sticker. You know. Right. They know that they're, not, they're losing money for people are, are going another direction. Um, what, would you, what would you say, um, and again, just kind of going back to your book, what would you say, what gave you the inkling of wanting to write this book on the brain tuna? What was the main, the pivotal push for you? Like, hey, I want to write this book because this maybe got you started. What would you say pushed you? The, my, my first book, the, uh, oh, the Healthy Brain Toolbox, and then the second book, the Nourishment book. You know, I, I grew up very interested in writing. I think most, most of us who have a little bit of a passion for the arts, you know, it's, it's kind of inside us. And, and when you finally put pen to paper or perhaps pick to guitar string or whatever, right. oh, you yeah. know, it's, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's just begging to come out. You know, it's just, my, you know, I wrote that book in about... Well, it was really uh, 90 days to put that out. And for a variety of reasons, we, we, we just, I just pushed it out over three months. And wow. um, I had been wanting to write a book for a really long time. And the moment was right. And the pressure was on. And uh, I didn't realize when I got started that I literally would have 90 days to get it done. So I just, you know, my wife didn't see me <laughs> for a period of time but we got it done and i say we i did get it an editor helped me but uh I, she didn't write it but she sure helped me with you know making sure that everything flowed and it, it was readable and, and that sort of thing so wow well i'm glad you did i'm sure you had a lot of coffee uh coffee nights with that book yeah i didn't take off from work either so it was a lot of weekends and things like wow that. Okay, that's why you said your wife didn't see it. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Yeah, you know, it comes out. It you know, that's the way. It's like uh, you know, rock and roll bands that produce their seminal first album, and then yep. you're like, guys, you're gonna be able to make a second album because that first one was the one that really they were. Yeah. They were, those were the songs. They were the songs that you know got them discovered and and that they had been fine tuning for years and years and years. And you know, that's how it happens. I think. It's funny, as you're talking, I'm thinking of some Peter Frampton, some Cat Stevens. 
Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, I, I just funny as you're saying, it just kind of brought me back. You know, they were one of those uh, people where their first two, two, three albums were just so unbelievable. <laughs> where never... does that stuff come from? Right. I mean, it's just I, unbelievable. I know. And I, I call, I think it's like that zone. I mean, that's how you were able to, I mean, you had that number one, your number one bestseller, which was the healthy brain toolbox. I mean, that was the 90 days, right? Yes. Yes. That was, see, that was inspired. There's a reason why that was the number one. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, we just tunkered down for three months, you know, it's like you're in that zone, whatever, yes. you know, you're in. And, um, one thing I do want to say before we leave is one, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, Appreciate it. Thank you. And everyone, you want to go to charlinefxmedmed.com, charlinefxmed.com, and uh, go there. And we can also purchase the book there. Is that correct? Yes, you can purchase the book on the website. It is available on Amazon too, but if you're kind enough to purchase on the website, we're going to give you a little bit of a discount. I like that. So everyone, make sure you get the book on, um, on the website. And again, I want to say thank you so much for, for being on the show. I can already tell we will have you back because I'm, I'll be done with both these books in the next uh, week or two. And uh, before we leave, uh, it was funny because when I showed my wife that we got these books, this is no joke, I, I showed my wife and she like literally her jaw dropped. And I was like, what? And she goes, I was about to purchase those books this <laughs> week. And then you, you get it. I'm like, yeah, I go, wow. Yeah, I go, I'm, I'm so stoked. <laughs> oh, that's so, so nice of you. We're, we're a huge book family. And um, again, I just want to say thank you for your service with what you're doing, changing people's lives. It's because of people like you is why I do what I, I do. Uh, and um, again, thank you so much. God bless you and your business and your family. Everyone share this. Um, um, hey, John, Regenerative Medicine Show. We are here to help people. Let's get the truth out there. In a darkened world, let's be the light. Let's help people. Sharing is caring. God bless you all. Love you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you.